there, my God. There he is. We're back. There he is. We're back after our first long hiatus. Uh, it's great to see you. Welcome to back to California, to your, yes. to your home state or it's your current home state. My, my adopted home current state before I moved to Alaska and give everything up. Um, how was your trip? The trip was pretty amazing. Uh, traveling across this great country of ours, I discovered the most amazing thing that I, I think most people don't know about. Do you know about Bucky's? Um, I do not know about Bucky's. Tell me, uh, is is, a, is that have to do with the Buckeye State somehow? Is no, that a, like a no, nothing to do with the Buckeye State. When you know, when you travel across the country, rest stops and 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 truck stops and places where you can stop, get a snack, gas up, use a restroom. Very important. Very important. Very important. And uh, you know, a lot of uh, Super A or what I don't remember, Flying J. You know, different truck stops. The uh, the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the Tom Everett Scott restaurant right. on the New Jersey Turnpike. Yes. You know, uh, doesn't he have one now, Tom Everett Scott? I think the Tom, Tom Skerritt has one, I know. Yeah. Um, Tom Skerritt uh, Memorial Rest Stop. Exactly. Uh, and so we started, Bruce and I started seeing signs for uh, Bucky's, the cleanest, we have the cleanest restrooms. So we thought it was going to be like a 7-Eleven or Circle right. K type of place to stop at and we finally thought okay we got to try one of these buckies and we pulled into the buckies uh just uh 20 miles or so east of houston and it is the disneyland of rest stops when you say that do you mean that uh, is like mickey mouse greet you at the door or no but bucky is a uh, beaver the mask oh. is bucky the beaver Oh, so it's full on uh, entertainment. Oh yeah, I mean they don't have rides or or anything, but but there's Bucky's merch. Uh, they're famous for the Bucky Nuggies, Bucky's Nuggies, and Bucky's Nuggets. You know, which you might want to. Can you get a bucket of Bucky's Nuggets? Bucket of Bucky Nuggets, Beaver Nuggets. Um, okay, and uh, a wall of jerky. A wall of jerseys. So it really sounds it's entertaining for the whole family, for yeah. everybody. And uh, we we bought uh, Bucky's bathing suits and Bucky's shot glasses for the company, for okay. for all three of us, for Mark and and Bruce and I. And I do have for the, a for the photo shoot. Yeah, for the photo shoot of us yeah. in our Bucky's uh, swim shorts. But I do have a um, a photo I can uh, share here of uh, of Bucky's. Um, I have I have a whole series of uh, road trip photographs, if I can find them. Uh, where the heck are they? Well, oh, here they are. Uh, hold on, I have to get I have to get us to the right photo to start off. Um, you are well, producing the hell out of this show right now. I just want you to know that we I'm haven't just, skipped a beat. We haven't skipped a beat. I'm just an actor. Okay, so there's <laughs> the menu for Fat Matt's Rib Shack. In, oh boy. Uh, in Atlanta. And as you can see, I'm representing, I, I bought the t-shirt for fat mats. Is the menu on the back of the t-shirt? No, it's uh, unfortunately not, but they were truly some of the best ribs I've ever had. Then this was a bar that I, I just thought was uh, had a really wonderful sign. It's a bar 
and a daycare center for adults. <laughs> That's true. But here's the panoramic shot that I took of Bucky's for your. Oh, oh it is. It is big. It's a, it's a whole thing. It just goes on and on. Wow. Um, yeah. It's. Uh, is it got any? Is it like got a Chuck E. Cheese kind of vibe? No, it's just a store. Well, but no, they have a a full um a full on barbecue center in the middle of it where you uh -huh. can get chopped brisket or sliced brisket sandwiches that were actually quite good. Okay. Um, clothes, shot glasses, coffee mugs. Uh, but no rides. Clothes, no rides. Just it, it's like the target of of uh, rest stops. Are, are, are there are there any animatronic uh, creatures? No, but there there is a a a four foot tall Bucky uh, statue out front, okay. and I did get a photograph of myself with the Bucky statue, but I don't have it here to okay. share now. Kind of like a Bob's Big Boy as a beaver kind of thing, huh? Bob's Big Boy as a beaver. Yes. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, um, um, so if you're telling me that out of the last what fourteen days. 16 what 16 you got what you got for me is a rest stop <laughs> and, and jerky. stories about a rest stop and jerky great great jerky well you know actually i was gonna i was gonna say something mean but there's no need to do that because that is a drive across america folks that yeah. is uh that is it this great land of ours no the trip was incredibly successful bartenders across the land loved our our uh beverage Okay, that's great so news. We are, we are moving ahead, um, and uh, so every the trip could not have gone gone better. For a new viewer, uh, what can you what can you say? It's a can you say the name of the beverage? Well, we're still working. We're holding off on really advertising the name because we're we're waiting for final approval on the trademark. But, okay. but rest assured, we will be saying the name once. Uh, once we have that trademark, but you're still going with a cartoon of Gene Shalit for the for the <laughs> yeah. sticker, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's and that'll be the name of one of our cocktails, the Gene Shalit. <laughs> Gene Shalit. Yeah. That would be great. That would. I would and it actually I would has it has shallots in it. Shallots so. and a pickle, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I hate to say it, but I would. I would, yeah, I think I would try I, it too. I would drink that. <laughs> a drink with shallots and a pickle? Yeah, I think I'd do I'm, that. I'm a Jew. I'm a yeah. Jew. Mix that with vodka and I'm drinking You got to do it. You got to do Shlivovitz, it. Schlivovitz, a pickle and and shallots. And really fancy places make a straw, make the straw out of the pickle. <laughs> uh, boy, you'd think this, it's good this isn't a movie show. We got many of other other things to talk about. We got uh, foods. We got uh, rest yeah. stops. Um, I can tell you a story about my latest haircut adventure, which you're seeing the uh, results of. Okay. Well, it seems like uh, it, you you, well, you, had, you went all the way with it for I sure. I was a little shaggy from being on the road. Right? Okay. A little shaggy. And uh, I'm house-sitting for a friend right now. And uh, I got my my clippers out that i've been doing my own little haircuts during the pandemic and it's a clipper made by remington that has guides different size guides so that you can trim it to different lengths and i i decided to go out in the backyard and do it outside it's a fully enclosed backyard and that way i don't have to vacuum any hair up or anything you and i take the guide let it blow into the neighbor's yard it's great 
what is this the next morning what is what is this in our yard <laughs> it's like a scene for invasion of the body snatchers it's human hair why why is human hair and floating around our backyard yeah um so i i take the the um the guide off that i the the length that i wanted the right guide and took the took the the trimmer apart to brush old hair out and make sure everything's yeah. going put it back together and start trimming i lean over and start trimming and i'm looking at the ground and i'm saying boy that's a lot more hair than i expected to come off and then i realized that i had forgotten to put the guide back on <laughs> wow you so just i had went... one big stripe and wow there's nothing you can do. Yeah. And now, you know, I realize, no, you got to just commit and go full on. (laughs) And now you're also wearing an orange t-shirt, which I got to tell you, can I see the, can I see the ankle bracelet? What's (laughs) where's. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear. That's uh, yeah. Um, well, so, you know, you, yeah. you you got a good head, you got a good shaped head, so you know it's well, fine. Thank you, thank you. I think especially for the people listening to this on the podcast, uh, rather than watching it on YouTube, uh, yes, my head is extraordinary, <laughs> very bright and shining, and clearly present <laughs> and red. And yes. I look for something, some reason with the lighting here. I look like an outtake from scanners. My, like I have high blood pressure and my head is about to explode. Or, or like, uh, like Mr. Clean. You do have a, like a bit of a Mr. Clean vibe right a, now. A red Mr. Clean. The Russian yeah. Mr. Clean. Right. Yeah. Um, so, um, and I, I do think, you know, we're going to have a better show now because I'm on the West Coast and as six o'clock is before my bedtime. Rather right. than nine o'clock being being my actual bedtime, I, yeah. should, I should be awake for most of the show now. You seem completely present, awake, ready to go. You seem great, more uh, energetic, refreshed than in a long time. Yeah. yeah, me on the other hand, I'm the same sloppy, exhausted <laughs> bastard that I I was when I last saw you. Do you have any great adventures that you had while I was on the road? Um. Any great adventures? No, I wouldn't say that I had any great adventures. I've been um, just actually, I mean, that's that's actually not true. Just being out in the world a little bit more has been kind of a great adventure. Being able to be mask free some of the time and, you know, uh, reenter life and see a few friends. And that's just been great. So, I mean, that's that's all the adventure I could possibly need. But honestly, it's I. I need to do it slowly. Like, it's just, I feel like, feel like a little tiny fish coming out of a cave, like looking around going, Whoa, what's out there, man. It's weird. It's yeah, weird, it to, weird to reenter society again. Yeah. Um, it's good. Weird, but just very, uh, very strange. So, you yeah, know, you're I'm, talking to a guy who for two and a half weeks was in bars every night. Mm-hmm. And then I got to LA and it was like, okay, good. I can go back into my cave now. And yeah. I want to stay here. Yeah. It's a nice place you got there. That's nice. Uh, you're going to be yeah, there for... I'm, I'm house sitting for one of the other professors at Chapman. He and his wife are out of town for a month and a half, and they asked me to stay and take care of the cats. Uh, and I love cats. So... Um, great. You got company. Are they? Do they like you so far? Are they... Are they uh... They're both rescues and very afraid of everybody. So okay. they're, they're not coming out a lot. But I figure... 
this is the finished garage, which is the office. I figure if I sit in here and do my work uh, and ignore them. Yeah, they'll come around. They'll come around, maybe. Yeah. They'll can, come around. We can they'll, be, they'll be doing figure eights around your legs at that desk. Yeah. In a I week hope. and a half. Uh, so, you watching anything good? Um, let's see. Am I watching or hearing anything good? Hearing about anything good in the movie television universe? No. no. I've been I'm no. completely idiotically. Uh, yeah. There's some stuff I want to see, I guess, that's coming up. Um, but um, no. I mean, I honestly kind of... Uh, I spend a lot, I spend like most of the stuff I watch is like older, older films. I haven't had a chance to see yet, you know? Right. I mean, honestly, like it was exciting. I finally got to see, uh, you know, the, the, the director Agnes Varda, French new wave, um, like pretty much at the start of the French new wave. She was one of the big names of that whole thing. Um, did she she direct any episodes of how I met your mother? (laughs) No, but she 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 did. Uh, she was a co-creator of Frasier. I don't know if that. Oh, helps. okay, yeah. Then, okay, then I yeah. do. Then I do know her work. Yeah, wonderful. And I got to see like you know a a classic. Uh, her film called Clo, uh, Cleo from um, uh, from five to nine, and it's a, it's a classic black and white French new wave movie from the from like the early sixties that uh, it's famous, and I I'd never gotten a chance to see it before, and I finally finally got to see that. Um, Cleo, and Cleo from five to nine. Cleo from five to nine, and it's it's you know it's like a Criterion c- classic collection film, and and uh, very art artful. But the movie, just, not, the movie nine to five covered the rest of her day. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I, I recommend it for film class, like as an example of uh, something for 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 your film students it's it's a it's a great one and agnes varda being you know arguably one of the most famous women directors in history and this film just lives up to the reputation i mean it's just it's incredible i mean it's a movie that clearly inspired like fellini and inspired ingmar bergman like it's that it's that heavy so so that sounds really, you know, deep dish and high hat and fancy, but that's what I did. Wow. I, on the other hand, am planning after the show tonight to go watch uh, The Ice Road, the new... Uh, Ice Road Truckers? No, it's just called The Ice Road, and it's the new Liam Neeson action movie on... Oh. on uh, did somebody take uh, his daughter, or is it his nephew this time no i think it's miners in the frozen north are trapped and they have to get equipment to them and drive trucks over the ice roads and people are trying to stop them for some reason i don't know it sounds great i think we should get liam neeson for that movie things will it it is it's things will slide and blow up i'm i will now you've got me going a truck will be racing, cracking ice across the frozen right. tundra lake, that kind of thing. So kind of a wages of wages of ice. Well, yeah, yeah, mindless. But I have heard uh, phenomenal things about hacks. I have uh, too. I haven't seen yeah. it yet. So that I'm planning on watching because Jean Smart is... Yes. Well, she was a revelation in Mayor of Easttown. 
She's fantastic. Yeah. Um, She's fantastic. I'm looking at my Bujo journal to see if and on my little movie list. Oh, you've got me just addicted to to the Bujo. I can't get away from it now. Yeah. I'm looking no, to see if I've missed anything. We've seen some fun stuff, but uh, like, for instance, we rewatched Dante's Peak, which I'm almost sorry that we didn't watch for the show because it's quite something. <laughs> okay. Well, we can but get to that. A very, very well done um, thriller, horror thriller called uh, St. Maud. can recommend that to you horror oh, fans out there. That's a terrific that. movie. Um, yeah. Um, how about yourself? Did you see anything on the road or probably we didn't, didn't watch TV time. on the road? There was one night where we got to the hotel early. It was in a town that was, we knew what we weren't going to go to any bars in this one particular town. So we took a night off and we started watching, um, Wonder Woman 1984. We watched <laughs> okay. the first, we watched the first 20 minutes of that. Um, um and, and uh, then to see, change the channel that, that, if a movie has Gal Gadot in it and you can only watch 20 minutes of it, I don't think you need to say anything else. It's not a movie that, that you particularly cared for. Well, I don't think you were alone. I think a lot of people uh, weren't uh, pleased with that film. I, yeah. I am, I'm not uh, interested in comic book movies per se, so didn't see it. Yeah. Nor was I in a hotel where there was nothing else to do but turn that on. So. Right. So, it's guaranteed um, I would have done the same thing. I feel it incumbent upon me to say that we are doing a, a talk show about movies where in each episode we discuss a movie. And we are almost 20 minutes into the show and we haven't mentioned the movie that we're going to be talking about, its yes. title or anything else about it. We are and doing it right. We're, we're about ready to sign off now. <laughs> we're doing it right. <laughs> um well that's accidental because um uh this movie deserves a discussion just i think that's just the, what the truth of the matter i think we should get into it i think we should talk about this movie okay. i mean i chose it because in honor of your road trip yes i understand but i do have a question had you seen this movie no i just knew of its reputation okay and what is its reputation its reputation is, is it's it's a very well regarded grind like true grindhouse classic. For it's regard well regarded in the grindhouse within the grindhouse, you know, uh, fandom. Gotcha. Okay, and give give a for 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 the listeners who don't know, and I'm I'm asking for a friend. Give give us a good definition of grindhouse. Well, I mean, grind it's one of those things where I know what it is, but if somebody asked me, I would never be able to tell them what it was. Grindhouse was was like um, the was what they called the the circuit of of theaters that showed really really super low budget or exploitation like exploitation style movies in the sixties and seventies. You know, they were it's they're they weren't they weren't like art movies where and you'd go to an art house for that. And they had, uh, I think they started in the South, but there were chains of theaters that were, um, showed grindhouse cinema. And I, okay. I actually don't, I don't even know what, if that, where the actual term, like why it's called grindhouse. Um, right. 
I'm assuming it has some grind of them out. They grind I think they grind them out. Uh, it might have something to do with kind of a bump and grind like sexy. It's kind of illicit. A lot of them are exploitation movies and stuff. So right. um, that could have uh, helped. That could have helped this movie. I think a little more exploitation. Oh, we're going to have oh, boy. We're going <laughs> to go for it. This is this is this is going to be interesting because I don't. Uh, OK. All right. Um, uh we're we're not in territory that you uh you seem to uh, you don't like this movie i'm getting the feeling you had trouble with it uh no i thought it was spectacular i, it was spectacular. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it again okay um do you want to give the recap you want me to give a recap of what this movie is about oh i'd like to hear your recap of it my recap. Okay, I would like to hear your recap. Um, good buddies, Peter Fonda, and Warren Oates, and their wives. Warren Oates is married to Loretta Swit, and uh, Peter Fonda is married to um. Oh dear, what was her name? Uh, Parker, La- Lana Parker, Lana Lana Parker, Lara uh, Parker, Lana Lara Parker. I think Lara. It's Lara. Hold on. I got I, I, somebody I, Parker, a woman like Lara Parker, Lara Parker, the four of them, couples, friends, uh, own race, motorcycles, own a motorcycle shop, race motorcycles, been working really hard building their business for years and years and doing their racing. And now they're finally going to take a vacation together, the two couples, and they buy one of the ultimate RVs to go on their vacation. And on their first night out, they're, they, they avoid the, the well-traveled highways and byways and go off into the wilderness and park their RV and get the two guys get drunk and then witness a satanic cult murder. And then they are, they are witnessed by the satanic cult witnessing the murder and then chased for the rest of the movie um, by the satanic cult members who apparently are everybody else in the United States. Certainly the whole of, of Southern, Te- of like Southern Texas, West, West Texas, which West I just Texas. drove through, which I just drove through. And none of this movie was a surprise after doing that. Uh, (laughs) that's what it it felt like for about 600 miles yeah i picked that's why i picked this i knew where i knew i knew the details i knew the stats spoiler alert if you don't want to know um what happens after they've been battling the satanic cult for for 600 miles trying to get to amarillo if you don't want to know what happens turn your sound down right now i'm going to count to three one two turn your sound down three, they are murdered by the satanic cult. Okay, you can turn your sound back up. They won't hear that. They don't know. Oh, they won't hear that. Hopefully they'll turn their (sighs) sound back up. No, that's on the podcast. They're not going to hear or see that. We're done. This is show. We got to start this over again. Good night, everybody. Um, (laughs) So was that a fair recap? There's many, you know. I think that's a fair recap of the of the plot of the movie. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, So now explain to me how 
wonderful this movie is. It's that was great. I mean, what do you <laughs> what can what I can I, I honestly couldn't imagine what what anybody's problem with it could be. Okay, well, all right, let me start with this. If I can use one word to describe the entire performance of each of the four main actors in this movie. Peter Fonda, bored. Warren Oates has gas. Loretta two Smith, words. All right. <laughs> yeah, all right. Gas. <laughs> Loretta Swift, anxious. Lara Parker, freaked. Okay. That's like one note performances of each of them through the entire movie. Yeah. Have you ever seen a Grindhouse movie before? Yes, I've seen other Grindhouse movies. And do they have layered? Are you like, wow, the layered <laughs> performances in all those Grindhouse movies? <laughs> this is so uniquely flat. Yeah, but I love Warnotes, but he just looked like he had gas. Whether whether they were deciding where to park the RV, whether they were getting drunk, or whether they were getting attacked by crazed killer devil worshippers. He just looked like he had gas. I think that's part of his charm. That's the level of interest and, <laughs> and anxiety that he had through the that's whole movie. It was definitely like, part oh, of no, his charm. I've got a little... Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, what can I, what can I say? It's this, this is, I, I'm, I bought this movie this afternoon. Uh, I saw it last night. Ordered it uh, immediately. Ordered it on on Amazon on Blu-ray. It's coming as soon as possible. Because um, you want to watch it over and over again and study it. You think I'm kidding? I'll show you the no, receipt. I, I don't think I don't <laughs> think you're kidding. No, I think I, I I thought it was I thought it was great. I I I I actually was kind of upset that I'd never seen it before and I was so late to the party. I think it's it's one of the best it's it's it may be the best grindhouse american grindhouse movie i've ever seen and i well, mean i, how, how, I, I don't favorite. i don't know how you could have a problem with a movie that's basically deliverance meets the road warrior and then side go down an alley to rosemary's baby town it's like the best trio of things i've ever seen in a film it came before the hills have eyes it came before mad max this has got some of the greatest like no budget car chases and rv stunts and craziness that that you'll see from that period i mean it's 70 1975 no budget just genius genius filmmaking yeah, absolutely some of that fantastic. stuff is fun some of the car stuff is fun but i'm gonna i'm gonna hazard a guess at your favorite sequence in the entire movie i might be wrong but i'm gonna i'm gonna hazard a guess I say it's ski pole versus rattlesnake. Yeah, it's a, that that was pretty high on my list, but so was the so was the RV attack while they're riding on the highway that that was stolen from like the road warrior stole. You know, like Peter Fonda like getting on top of the RV while it's driving down the highway and stuff, uh, fighting off Satanists who are trying to climb into it. I thought it was brilliant. I mean, I just love this. I love this movie. I, since, I, I love it. Since you brought that up, I'm going to share my one of my favorite images from the in, entire film. Um, 
Uh, here we go. Well, uh, I forgot how to produce. Here we go. I call this shot porthole. Are you ready? There we go. That, it's awesome. That's that so is, great. That is a pretty spectacular sequence. It's great. Yeah. It's just fantastic. You want to describe for our, our viewers what, what we're witnessing here? Well, the, this, the, the Satanists, if you've all seen road warrior, I mean, it's the same principle. They're, they're trying to get away from these Satanists who are driving up in pickup trucks and stuff. Uh, and, trying to ram them off the road and some of them climb onto the sides of the RV as it's going 60 miles an hour down the highway. And this gentleman has grabbed, has like leapt off a truck and he's grabbed onto the door of the RV as it's driving down the highway. And uh, there's a, a great stunt actually here where um, as they, they wait until they go over a bridge and um, I think it's Warren Oates who kicks the door open. No, it's Henry Fonda. I mean, it's Peter, Peter Fonda. Fonda. Peter finally kicks the door open. That's right, because Oates is driving at that point. And um, just as they're going over a bridge, he's you can't drive without gas. <laughs> That's true. You can't. Yeah. Um, and uh, <laughs> and uh, he goes flying off the door into you know over the side of a bridge into a river. It's just great. I I mean you know it, I I don't know I don't uh, I don't even know what to say. I was I'm in love with this movie. Absolutely in love with it. And I did love the title sequence. I thought the title sequence was spectacular. Mm. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. The 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 tree, the optical, you know, like that great optical um weird print they had of that tree on fire, and yeah. it's great. Some great stuff. Um I but I there was some stuff that I noticed that I liked. But let, let me go, before we get to that, let me start with the stuff I didn't like. And you can, you can hold on, I dropped something. I'm picking it up and I'm back. You, you can school me. I'm, I'm always happy to be schooled by you because many times my, my, my opinion is changed by you. Okay. And my, my horizons uh, are uh, uh, broadened um, by your uh, tutelage. <laughs> I can use that word. They sound insufferable when you say that. No, you, you're not. You're not at all insufferable. You, 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 there, there are aspects of film and film history that you know many aspects that you know so much better than I do, and and you, you do. You expand my horizons, and I appreciate that. Um, where I have trouble is with certain things, like you know, I, I, I can respect that this is low budget and grindhouse, and and we're 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 doing things on the fly but there's certain things that i think like did anybody think about this aspect at all like where was the where was the thought about something like for instance um when we talk about maybe the clothes that 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 people are wearing on a a camping trip where they're going into the woods and 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 Warren Oates is going into the woods and he's wearing a sport coat. And, oh, but I think, uh, yeah, all right. And, and you so don't, you don't so, think that's on purpose? I mean, because this movie comes after the Deliverance, right? And Deliverance, this it's the same story almost as Deliverance, except they don't include like the whole uh, ecological part of it. 
Um, but I feel like there's a there's a comment on on um, uh, modern at the time kind of suburban guys who think they're tough guys and and uh, uh, and are aren't really. You know, I mean, I think it's I think it's critiquing them and the RV life a little bit, and I think it. I think it uh, points up the the way they dress kind of points up that they are ill prepared and they're and they are kind of thinking of this as like a they're like going in to do a catalog it's like a catalog you know like like a like a like a catalog you get in the mail you know like they're they're going to some kind of fantasy of suburban uh you know high style seventies living and and um I thought that was on kind of on purpose huh. Yeah, because I didn't. Because in Deliverance, I see that you know that's very much man versus nature, and they're ill prepared for that, and they're going into a, a world that, that of people they don't know. But the people who go into on on RV weekends, it's not like they're survivalists. They're all the people who take their their RVs out for a weekend right. are schmucks who can afford an expensive rv but in 1975 i don't think i think this was you know uh i i think it was kind of a knowing look at that in a way like i i, I think i think uh that was that was to me one of the things i dug about it i thought it was kind of like what they were doing about man versus nature was almost kind of this end of the 60s thing like having Peter Fonda in this movie, I thought was also really extraordinary because it's kind of bookended with easy rider. Like this whole, this whole trip across America that he's taking starting as a hippie and easy rider, you know, um, now has turned into this very kind of like polished hair blown out guy who drives fancy motorcycles and they're taking a trip. And this is the new America post post Manson, and it's like it, it, it sounds it to me it's like it ref, it's referencing like this Altamont feeling of like what happened to the 60s and these people that used to be maybe idealistic biker guys turned into these kind of sellout corporate guys who want to live the good life. And okay, I, mean, I, I would buy that, except if you're going to do that, then the the flip side that they are in opposition to has to have something to do with that thing that you're saying, but it does. How does it? Yeah, it does. It, it's, it's just Satan. It's just crazy Satanist. No, but at, in 1975, like a few years after Manson, the idea of, of Satanists living out in the desert what was people at that time, I think were dealing with the death of the sixties and we were, they were, we were living in this kind of morbid seventies kind of vibe after all the flower and beauty and like, astral beauty of the 60s was over at altamont and and which happened you know this i think that was the was an altamont or woodstock anyway the manson murders happened the same month as i guess woodstock so it kind of like ended there and i feel like this movie is saying something about you know um it's, um, and it may not be saying it eloquently because it's a grindhouse movie, but I, right. that's one of the pleasures I think of a grindhouse movie is that, that, you know, they'll, they'll kind of like, they'll kind of, they're all coked out making this film. They're like crazy. They're seventies, you know, like they've got no budget, no time. Um, 
and uh, they've got some great ideas and they don't quite know how to get them in there, but they're going to give you some great ideas and an amazing car chase. And you can eat a chili dog and see some great trailers and previews. And that, that to me, that the, the joy of it, I just couldn't contain my joy. Everything okay, well, that I love in, about movies was in this movie. And I'll, I will tell you that I, 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 for a while, I was like, I, someone could tell me that I was watching a Tarantino movie and I would say, yes, he could have directed this film. Well, you just tapped into exactly what the problem is and why I didn't like it. Which I just <laughs> realized is that I was not eating a chili dog. While yes. No. Well, that's imperative. If I had been eating a chili dog, yes. I would have loved this freaking movie. You probably would have enjoyed, you know, uh, a, a Wagnerian ring cycle eating a chili dog, though. Yes. Okay. Can you explain to me the um, the Hendersons and the No Reason Bar Fight? Um, what the hell was that doing in this movie? It's like, you know what this movie needs? We haven't had a bar fight. Yeah. But I think that's that may not be far from the truth. Okay. I mean, you have to appreciate the spirit in which these things are made. I, I, I think that's, that's pretty important. There's yeah, so many I different. Understand. But when this... I'm talking to my students, I tell them, you know, the fact that you want a bar fight in your movie is not a good enough reason to put one in your movie. Uh, you're such a plot guy. Wow. You're relentlessly plot driven. I am relentlessly plot. Yeah. Atmosphere, tone, uh, ref like themes mean nothing to you, but plot is all. No plot, tone, character, theme should all be a unity. Okay, so that um, means you like four movies. <laughs> I mean, you you're really you're really cutting seven, down on. on I, I think I think see I think um, okay I'll, I'll go I'll go we'll get serious for a second here. I hear you, but I, I think within this I also hear something that. I hear from, from a lot of people when they talk about movies like this, and I'm going to come to its defense in a way and say that um, you're all wrong. It's pure cinema. It's absolutely pure, 100%, 100-proof, high-octane high cinema, and it's visual storytelling, it's energy, it's kinetic, it's, it's, it's amazing stunt work and choreography at a shoestring. And... Um, and it's, I think it's about more than, than you're, I think it's about more than you're, than you're seeing. Well, I, I, I think I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying. And I think that while you're doing all of that on a shoestring budget, you can still have good performances and a plot that hangs together. I don't know what I, I love these performances. I think these are great performances. Loretta Swit has never been better in her life. Um, I think well, that what you call a, what you a call, low bar, what, oh, dude, you're a mean bastard. You don't see. Here's the thing: you don't like movies very much. You like the movies that you like, but you don't like movies. I just figured it out. You <laughs> wow. like you like the movies that you like, but you don't really like movies. I, no, I don't like. Uh, I don't like all of anything. Like when somebody says to me. I love dogs. I'm like, I don't love dogs. There are dogs that I love. Mm -hmm. I don't love food. There is food that I love. Mm. I love the, the, 
the what I consider to be the the best expression of a thing. And 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 there there have been you know movies of this like you keep mentioning the Road Warrior. I love Road Warrior because I think it has brilliant performances and I think it, it it's incredibly well constructed. And it wasn't that long after this. It was it was five years later. Yeah. So they they could have in terms in terms of performance and story structure, they could have done that to this. It, it, there weren't in those five years they didn't advance the art of story so much that they couldn't have plugged the story problems in this movie. Mm -hmm. I understand. I guess what I'm saying is that I feel a lack of affection for this. I feel I feel that I feel that you have zero affection for it. And that's where I that, and movie? That, yeah, movies of this ilk, because to me, this is not just this movie. I honestly feel this is a prime example of a style of filmmaking and a kind of film that includes some weird angles and includes some possible you could maybe call poor performances. I disagree. I think. I think Warren Oates is great in this. I don't find him gaseous. I find him terrified. I think he's playing suppressed fear and terror very well through this movie. I, I didn't get that he was bored. I thought it was interesting that he was incredibly boisterous and excited in the beginning and excitable. And that was his version of masculinity. And as the movie went on, he just got quieter and quieter and quieter and more just inward. And I thought that was fascinating. Um, I thought it was interesting how they both kind of accessed their inner badass. And I thought it was also just great, pleasurable, yes, ridiculous, but fantastically pleasurable grindhouse filmmaking when they're like, okay, I guess we just got to do it now, huh? And they go to the gun shop and they get the shotgun and they know how to do all this shit. And it's just, I, I, that sounds incongruous to some people. And to me, that was just heaven. It was just like it was it was its own form of kind of um, of uh, it's it's like I, I feel like it's like French French New Wave to me. It's very it's very I feel that way about these movies, I guess, that maybe some people felt about French New Wave stuff. So I just have so much affection for it. And uh, and I get it, man. You know, it's not it's I think I think a pictures a lot of a lot of like pictures that figured out how to do some stuff that studied these grindhouse movies that owe everything to them um you know they polished this stuff they got it looking a little bit fancier they may have had better taste and performances um you know a lot of these movies were made with drug money and may not have been legal at all and who knows if anybody had any <laughs> you know any experience in front of a camera uh right. But, you well, know, no, I think we know that many of these people didn't have any experience in front of the camera. So okay. some of these some of these people. OK, in this well, I, I can't you know what I, I can't I can't defend it, except I can tell you it is the absolute best uh, movie about, um, you know, Satanists going after people in an RV. It it's is. The, it best. is the best one of those. It's um, better than Hills Have Eyes, and that—that's—I that, know that's sacrilege to some people, but this to me is far better. Um, I want to check in about um, a couple of 
there was one sequence that I thought was quite interesting because to give uh, to give you your due, I'm going to. Uh, at first, I thought it was ridiculous, but now I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the idea that this was on purpose. Um, and if it was on purpose, it was an interesting choice. When they jump into the pool at the the RV community that they pull into at one point, when they think they're safe, and the, the two women jump into the pool, and the pool is filled with people, right? Um, you look You look angry at me already. I'm just hurt. That's all. I'm just hurt. I thought we were going to have a nice time this tonight. No, I'm I'm giving you your due and saying I'm going to assume this was on purpose. And if it was on purpose, then it, you know, to 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 the credit of the filmmakers, if this was a conscious choice, it was very smart. It was a very interesting thing that they jump into this pool that's filled with people, and yet when when Lara um, Kelly starts to feel paranoid and that the people are looking at her. That she's still surrounded she's, by Satanists. Yeah, she's the alone shots in the water. Are not close-ups. There, you see a lot of the pool. You still hear everybody, but she's alone in the pool, and that was very interesting. Right. Um, and if that was on purpose, and not because they shot it later for budgetary reasons and they didn't have any people, then that was an interesting choice. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. Uh, here's where here's where I am at that. Other. I mean, uh, I, I think I think you know it's an interesting choice is one thing, but the, but a film isn't a performance. It's a piece of it's to me it's a piece of uh, uh, physical art. So whether or not it's on purpose, it's there, and so therefore, uh, it, it's intent. It, it's up to you to interpret it however you want. Does it matter whether it was on purpose? Because Jackson Pollock isn't necessarily on purpose, but it's on purpose. It's right. on purposely not on purpose. So, uh, you know, they could have done it for budgetary reasons and then done it and gone, wow, that's cool. If they were smart, I guarantee you what happened. They did it for budget and then cut it and then went, actually, that's that's really weird. That really, right. that really works, okay. which is how a lot of movies get made. They're not, they're not all planned out too much beforehand. And I think... Um, I guess what you know how I can equate I, I equate I equate these kinds of movies to to uh, to punk rock, which I I know you're also not a fan of. That's not your. How do you know not that? your? How do you know that? I never saw you at a DK because, show. That's why. Because you met me once. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, you know, there's an aesthetic that goes with both of these kinds of things: this grindhouse aesthetic and punk rock aesthetic that I appeals to me. I, I like that. It's, I like that some of it's out of tune. I like that some of it's, you know, doesn't rhyme. Well, I like that. Some of it's kind of like, sounds like it was recorded in a toilet sometimes as, mm. as punk rock goes. I like movies that reflect that thing because I, I, I really love the energy that happens with other parts of the movie. Uh, Maybe because that's where their that's where their focus is going. It's about the energy. It's a, it's about the kinetic experience to me, and taking it at face value that way is just very much pleasurable to me. It's a very it's a very adrenaline filled, 
kinetic experience that's not about it's it 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 almost would fall apart if it took care of all the all these details and and made something that worked you know in all ways okay and i i I know it sounds like a cop-out but it's like it's like i mean i maybe you feel that this is a bad chili dog I, i i think that a chili dog you know, it's got some, it's got some strikes against it. it. It's not got, it's not refined. It's not good for you. Um, a great chef could probably do a lot of things to a chili dog that would make it really fancy, but it would right. suck. That's true. No, I like a pink's chili dog. I, I you're talking to the guy who well, likes the, the pink's, uh, chili cheese burrito dog well this is why i mentioned this is what why i'm talking about dogs because you know about you know about cheese dogs yeah. so this uh you know this is i guess this is what I, i've been trying to think i wasn't upset i've been trying to think about what it is that why these things don't matter to me is because in a way i feel like to make all the to make these really good performances and really connected dots with all this stuff and and a really sound script would be to completely destroy the ability to make a movie this crazy it just couldn't happen this movie feels dangerous it feels out of control it feels like everybody was slightly it is the best of the 70s to me in terms of what we can't see anymore we'll never see movies made like this again okay and uh and i and i think you 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 do not have a certain edge or feeling to movies that um that are that have all the kinks smoothed out somehow to me it, it's it's uh, it's like that chili dog it's got to have something wrong with it all right and i'm not saying well, it has to have dirt on it or hair in it i'm just like <laughs> I don't, and i don't think this does a chili dog guaranteed has hair in it um well, you're you are a fan of chili dogs then i am so all right so i've covered the stuff that i think is terrible in this movie. Well, let me talk a little bit more about some of the stuff that I really like in the movie. I got great pleasure out of the very first time we met Ginger, the dog, mm-hmm. because the moment we went Ginger, I actually said out loud, bye-bye, Ginger. Yeah. Because I knew the moment we yeah. met the dog, gonna be just gonna die. dog is going to die. Dead. And I, you know me well enough to know that because I am a fan of form and formula i loved no it's like the it's like hey uh corporal you know corporal stewart what are you doing i'm writing a letter to my girlfriend put down that harmonica (laughs) stop playing that harmonica right now Yeah. yeah um so i loved that i loved the shot of the sheriff with the mounted wild boar head on the wall behind him that let us know, oh, the sheriff is a member of a satanic cult. <laughs> I thought yeah. that was fantastic foreshadowing. I loved the shot of the sheriff with the county uh, sheriff sign next to him. Even though that is what a sheriff star looks like, it's still a freaking pentagram. Mm-hmm. And that was yeah. that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um canteen bombs canteens filled with gasoline uses bombs um the overpass cut off cutting the guy off with the overpass um 
things that made me laugh. Peter Fonda wiping his brow at the end of, of the huge car and truck fight when it's, it's finally like, over and he just kind of goes, phew. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I yeah. couldn't believe what I was watching. Um, something that made me laugh, the incredible detective work of finding the two books on witchcraft at the library. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Like, it was like incredible detective work. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, what there's else? like scenes that are from Murder, She Wrote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, very 70s. And then there were some great lines. Well, that tears it. Frank, they're trying to screw with our brains. <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat that. You and can't. then with the dog, when the dog knows, of course, before everybody else that something is wrong out there yeah. in the world. Oh, that's funny. She never acted like that before. Maybe it's too cold for her. <laughs> um, the original, I'm getting too old for this shit. Um, it may I look, it's an early, it's an early one. If it's it, if it's it, not the it, original, it's an early one. Yeah, it's certainly before the uh lethal weapon movies. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to take care of them as soon as we get to Amarillo. Now I have a question. What is it about Amarillo that's going to allow them to take care of the murderers 800 miles back? They think they, about that. I think they, well, what I got was that it was the first big town that was going to have a, a pretty big precinct and, and possibly a connection to the feds, something big enough to talk to. Okay. And the, absolute winner of all time in this movie is when Loretta Swit says to Warren Oates, I think we should turn around and go back. And Warren Oates says, no way, no way. You see that? That's a ski pole. For five years, we've been living in hotels and hitting flat tracks. Now we're going skiing. Yeah. That- they got to get to that heart-shaped tub. At that hotel room. That was. Well, they're not going to be in hotel because they're saving all the money from for the RV trip. Yeah, the RV trip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, I loved the scary mac and cheese. The scary mac and the cheese. The scary mac and cheese was a great moment. <laughs> um, the prolonged uh, snake fight in the trailer is, gr- I thought, <laughs> driving down the highway is fantastic. The poor women. The poor women just had to scream for yeah, days. For 10 minutes of screaming in this movie, just in the snake part. It's not. Um, the, you must have, it, you must have liked, I mean, I know you're a Kill Bill fan, so you're obviously, yes. you're out. I mean, you must have been pleased by those references because, you know, Tarantino must like this movie because he, he uses music from it in his films and references it and stuff. Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can I ask you a question? No, yeah. Seriously, this is important. This is an important question. <laughs> Are we still friends? We have to talk about food, I think. We have to go back to a food <laughs> podcast and talk about travel and food. Oh, no. There are movies that we both like and agree about. Um, there? Or, or do those not matter anymore? I don't, I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I, I really have to recalibrate. 
I mean, I really <laughs> thought that we'd be sitting here laughing and talking about how great this movie was and how much fun it was. Uh, and I wasn't expecting, I, I wasn't expecting, uh, you know, a lukewarm uh, at best reception to what <laughs> I, I took to be like one of one of the thrills of lockdown for me was seeing this movie. I'm not going to lie. I'd heard about it for years. I, I, I just thought it was like the best candy bar I've had in so long. And it has a terribly unhappy ending, which is perfect. And it's about, it's about Satanists driving after an RV through the desert. I just don't know what's how I, how, how anybody couldn't enjoy it. And it's <laughs> like at, at on 10 on 11. It's just so good. Satanists pursuing an RV through the desert is your joy. The same way that Mike Hammer slapping the uh, the uh, desk man at the health club is my joy. Oh, I'm sure, but I'm down with that one. I'm down with that too. I, I, I uh, you know, I, I have, uh, I don't know. I have no taste in film at all. I, uh, I just basically true. like everything. Maybe I'm the one who has no taste. No, there is stuff that I like that I would argue is the worst tripe in the world there is bad stuff that cannot be defended in by any metric that but I but, but but i but see for that's instance, not i let's, i let's, I, i'm gonna just i, I want to hear what your for instance is but you're going to have to s defend it because we're talking about movies you cannot do that on a talk show we're talking so I, you're saying i like it you have to tell us why and defend I it i enjoyed 27 dresses more than this movie that's that's sick that's a, that's a that's a sick thing to say i mean that's literally a sick thing to say i don't even know i don't even know how you could i mean because 27 dresses is a crime against cinema it's it's it is a criminal act it is a joyless exercise in in vapid money-grabbing horseshit and, and i will, and, I will and a film that people that a team of of people drugged out of their minds and frenzied with 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 the joy of filmmaking spent two weeks busting their ass to entertain you in every possible way they knew how to do whether they were great at it or not you're like nah screw it i like this giant bloated hollywood piece of crap way better you okay. like you, you, okay. i don't even I don't, know what to say I don't disagree with anything you just no, said because you can't you because all you do is just go I like it I uh, there's no, no, no conversation saying, you have to defend I'm it tell me why like why is it a good movie it's not a good movie why it's a horrible why is horrible, it why is it better than movie. why is it better than this it's not better than that I'm not saying it's better this may be much better than that I'm mm. saying I enjoyed it more right. In the same way that that you could make a meal for me that was fantastic and took lots of work and was incredibly healthy and I would hate it. Right. And then I, I could you. eat something that was a piece of crap right. and enjoy myself. Right. Okay. I got you. I got you. I would never say that 27 Dresses was a better movie than this. Okay. I would actually go so far as to say is this is a better movie than 27 dresses. You just like shit better than than good stuff. It's fine. <laughs> I'm glad we cleared it up. It took a long time to you could have just said that, but okay. 
You got some stuff off your chest. That's great. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, that's no, fine. I'm saying that there is stuff about 27 dresses that that activates a uh, I don't know if it would be what you'd call, you know, you well, you said that I love story. So when I'm watching something like 27 dresses and I'm thinking about where it went, where the story, where the story almost worked and where they went wrong, where the performances almost work and where they go wrong. I, I enjoy seeing and thinking about and, and trying to figure that stuff out. Well, how you, you, you try to sit there and figure out how and where it fell apart in 27 dresses. You've then you've already lost me because then you're like, (laughs) it, it falls apart in the beginning. Yeah, it keeps falling apart. Yeah, I, I, I yes. Can you? Pr- oh, Maddie is awesome. Maddie, we did review twenty-seven we did. dresses. Where we have did. you been? He's been on. He's been traveling. Maddie has okay. been traveling, and he has not been uh, able to catch up with all of our uh, all of our podcasts. For those of do, you, po- for those of you on the podcast, Maddie Blake just said, "Can you guys please review twenty-seven dresses?" It will be literally as exciting as getting chased by a devil <laughs> cult with Loretta Swift. <laughs> um, so um, we have to, some important decisions to make, though. Um, what are we going to watch for next week? I'm not picking it. You're going to pick it. Oh, I I'm picked this. It. No, I picked the last one, and it was it went. This, we see how it went. We see what happened. <laughs> All right, then. Then I think for next week. We should watch 28 dresses. Don't just be mean about it. We got to, you know, pick something. I don't know. Pick something. uh, Something uh, real. That you you want to see. Okay. Um, From a genre that you like. From a genre that I like. Um, Well, let's see. Let's look at the list. Well, we don't need to make people listen to this while while uh, while the show is on. We they've will, already uh, tuned out. I'm sure they, they're not listening anyway. <laughs> we will talk and uh, we'll pick a movie and and we'll watch it. Um, unless there's requests, if anybody wants to hear us argue about any particular film that they'd like us to, uh, we will take requests as well. Yeah. Um, um, is there anything else that you wanted to cover in this movie or, or do you just need another five minutes to ridicule me for being the charlatan that I am? <laughs> no, I, I, I just, uh, you know, I, I, I need to get out of the, out, out of the habit of, of feeling I need to defend any of these films uh, at all. Um, you don't have to defend them. If you and I, no, that's my knee jerk reaction. I mean, it's like saying you don't have to eat, you know, eat a chili dog or eat 70 otter pops. Like you have to, there's, it's going to happen. I do need, you know, I don't, I I can't control it. I can't, I can't control it. I mean, I had, I had a, I had a real experience with this movie. I didn't, I didn't ironically like it. I didn't, I, it's not like I, it's not like I sat here with a freaking funny mustache on and went like, Oh, it's stupid. (laughs) You know, I I honestly was was wildly impressed by how much better it was than I thought it was going to be. How much more, how how much more weird, deep '60s drugged out, crazy stuff was going on in it than I thought was going to happen, and how much more 
uh, how much better shot and edited by some of the best people in the business. Some from a technical standpoint, um, I think there's a lot of to be said about that. I mean, it was edited by the guy that edited, for instance, Die Hard, among other incredibly brilliantly edited movies. It's it's a it's a it's a great example of of like spaghetti western style, just like crazy action stuff for me. So um, I would recommend seeing it. Um, even if even if story and plot stuff bothers you the way it does Matthew, I think there's there's really stuff in it that um, that's fun from a just from a 70s filmmaking point of view. And you can get a lot out of it from just from that. Well, I will um, agree with everything that Tony just said. I agree with everything you just said. And, and something I think that that you and I both need to, to focus on being being brothers and having grown up in a in a very intense movie watching house with oh, very yeah. strong opinions oh yeah is the idea that 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 you that our opinion neither one of our opinions invalidates the opinion or the experience of the other does it though is that true no i'm saying it doesn't invalidate doesn't it doesn't you think your opinion invalidates? Well, I know, I, isn't that what this is kind of secretly all really oh, about, oh, so though? I mean, us, where's it? Uh, so we're, this, we're, this, we don't do sports, right? So this we didn't is about play winning. This is about winning for this you. This is a competition. <laughs> Are, who, where did, uh, honestly, yeah, yeah, this oh. is a blood sport. Oh, okay. we don't, we don't, yeah, we're a movie family. We don't do baseball, we don't do any of that crap. Oh. So I don't, I don't feel like we can, we can't, we can't I don't take. Know. Tony, Tony, I think everybody gets a trophy. Everybody, everybody gets a trophy. Apparently this movie didn't get a trophy though. <laughs> so it that's what we're trophy. talking about. It got a trophy. It didn't get two trophies. You didn't there, give it a trophy. You did not. Movies. You did not give this movie I a trophy. I did not give this movie so a trophy. You, no, it didn't. It didn't. There but was no pony got, here for you. It still got a trouble. I'm getting you a poster of this film, and I'm gonna <laughs> make. I mean, it's gonna be expensive, and I'm gonna make. And it's, you're gonna feel so film. bad that you you're gonna put it up. You have to put it up. <laughs> I would put up a poster of this movie. I would. It's just gonna be of war notes going. Uh, oh, <laughs> okay, I need room. <laughs> <clears throat> I think. I, I think I we. I think it's safe to say he may have been in a hungover. Instead of maybe had gas, that he's just really hung over. Warren, really? You think? <laughs> or, or on the way to being, you know, between somewhere in between. Yeah, he was between. Yeah. All right. And I, okay, lest lest we forget, let's just have a moment for R.G. Armstrong. I, I mean, yeah, it's spectacular. R.G. Anytime R.G. shows up, you're like, yeah. oh, full respect. So no, that was some that was some great stuff. Archie Armstrong. And interestingly, one of the Satanists in this movie, uh, his name is uh, <laughs> Cal Mathers, is the Satanist, um, is played by an, a guy named Paul Partain. Paul A. Partain. Fascinatingly, was in is in three of the greatest Grindhouse movies like ever, ever, ever. He's in this. He's in Texas Chainsaw, and he's in Rolling Thunder. Same guy in all three movies because they're all Texas movies. Ah, okay. what a track record! I mean, I can't imagine. I you just you could retire and quit right there. He didn't do a lot of movies. He only did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven films, and three of them are are three of the biggest classics in the genre. 
Wow. Okay. He's terrible in them. <laughs> He's a terrible actor. <laughs> okay. I uh I do also, yeah. Uh no, never mind. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Um so um, the one other thing I do have to 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 point out that I loved was after the enormous truck RV car bashing into each other chase that happens it starts when they're about to have food the the, the women have cooked food yes. and put it on plates and it starts and at the end of it there is still food on the plate yeah they, Everybody well, else has been knocked all yeah. over to hell and gone inside. Everything got, is falling off the walls, but there's food on the plate. They got their drinks and they got their food. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Well, why have an RV unless you can do that? You yeah. Know? <laughs> I think it looks like they used to make RVs a little tougher than they do now. That thing was, that thing went through hell. Well, they also saved some money, you know, because they were able to house the actors in the actual set while they you know, were making they, yeah, the movie. They just <laughs> they slammed the door on them and they were like, good night. See you. We'll be back in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, uh, Louise. I think, that, I think that's the trailer that dad was living in during uh, Deadhead Miles. I think it's the same, that's Yes. That's, the what, that's what he, they trained him to learn how to drive trucks in that trailer. <laughs> Also, good shout out to a creepy uh, Satan mask. I thought that was a very the Satan cult leader had a very scary uh, mask. It was very yeah. creepy, very Leatherface. Yeah, and uh, I think it was David Crosby was in that, uh, wasn't that him? Because <laughs> the mustache, right? Wasn't that David Crosby? That was mustache? clearly David Crosby. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's the real David Crosby too. <laughs> there you go. I think that's really him. That was pretty special. Yeah. And um, also the authentic, the authentic sweatiness that everybody had. There, they clearly didn't need a glycerin person on set. No. Like there was no fake. Yeah, no. I just West drove Sprint. through West Texas, and I can tell you, you do not need glycerin in West yeah. Texas. Yeah. I mean, this must have been a brutal film to make. It had to be really, really unpleasant. Yeah, all filmed entirely in Texas. Yes, yeah. on the road. Yeah, so there you go. All right. Well, I think I think we have done this movie. Well, whatever. Think about maybe we should swing uh, to other Loretta Swit films. <laughs> that might be the pivot we're we're looking for. Ooh. What other Loretta Swit movies are there? I'm there's kidding. Beauty, I, I don't. And the Bean. <laughs> That's right. She's in a movie called Beer. Oh. You would like you like beer. You probably like I this like, movie. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, we'll figure it out, and we will let you all know sometime yes. during the week yes. what next week's show will be. And if anybody happens to want to throw uh, down uh, uh, the gauntlet, yeah, you can reach recommend us something. Our, you can reach reach us through our website, the Arkans Talk About Move, the Arkin Brothers Talk About Movies dot com. Uh, please tell your families and friends about uh, the fabulous show. And uh, and it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Two brothers who, it, it is good that they are separated by a continent, 
no, or they might kill each other because they disagree about the movie. Um, uh, it always makes for entertaining shows, though, when we does. disagree. We'll see you next week. I do. Good night. You've been listening to the Arkin Brothers talk about movies. That's my brother, Matthew Arkin. And that's my brother, Anthony Arkin. And we are interesting, irreverent, and irrelevant. But you can follow us on Instagram anyway. You can also subscribe to our newsletter and check out our merch. And you can do it all on our website. Just follow the link on your podcast app. Or if you really want to stalk us, head over to ArkinBros.com. You'll learn more about us than anyone would ever want to know.